This is the Grounded Awakenings Podcast. Conversations connecting science and intuition. Real life lessons from real people. Real professionals who have had experiences that help them awaken to the truth of what they need and what is needed to thrive in their profession. These conversations help us evolve and awaken to what we need to be grounded yet spiritually awakened in life, in parenting, in education, in healthcare, and in the way we interact with the world around us. We hope by helping people connect with their mind, body, and spirit one conscious conversation at a time, there will be a ripple change. Now your host, Jennifer Rentolo, an integrative bridge to health, hope, and healing. Welcome to the Grounded Awakening Podcast, where we are having conversations to connect science and intuition. I'm really excited today because I have Carolina Wickstrom on, and she is a human design and manifestation coach. And I lo- I was introduced to human design um, probably a year and a half ago, and I really didn't understand what it was, just like I, I don't really understand astrology. But it's so cool. And it's it's such an interesting and methodical way, actually, to connect to who you are, what makes you tick, what why you do the things you do, and what you need to thrive and for things to flow in your life. So um, I wanted to have Carolina on because I just feel like everybody needs to be introduced to this topic because so many of us are having an identity crisis or we don't know why things aren't flowing in our life. And the human design is a simple tool. I was reading that human design is called the new astrology, an intersection of science and spirituality. Hello, that's what the Grounded Awakening is all about. So Carolina is Colombian born. She has a really fascinating story. She's lived in Canada and in New York City, and she's currently living in London with her family. So after moving to a new country without any friends or family around, she felt isolated and disconnected. That's when she found human design. And through it, she was able to get back in touch with her authentic self. Immediately, she became fascinated with the system and decided to dive deep into learning as much as she could about it. She's been studying and experimenting with human design for almost three years now. Human design has allowed her to blossom and thrive in this stage of her life. As a mom, a wife, a business owner, and a woman, she's found her power. She is passionate about sharing her expertise with human design because she's she's had firsthand knowledge through her clients, the deep impact that this system can have on people's lives. So with that, I want to welcome Carolina Wickstrom to The Grounded Awakening. Welcome, Carolina. Hi, thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so happy that you're here. I was introduced to human design actually working with a business coach. Mm-hmm. And she dabbled in it. She had had her chart done. Um, and so I, when she was talking to me about it, some of the stuff resonated and made sense, but it wasn't until recently that I actually had a, a, a human design session with somebody. It was a quick one. One of my good friends, James, um, introduced me to somebody and she did this. And it was it was really helpful for me to understand why things weren't flowing in my life the way I wanted to and where, you know, where my authentic self needed me to be and what 
why certain things were easier for me than others and, and what I need really to be happy and well. And I feel like so many people are going through a little bit of a, not lost, but just feeling like, why are things so hard? Or why can't, why can't I find more joy in my life? Or who am I? I mean, as a mom, we're both moms. You go through an identity crisis where you're like, okay, I'm a mom and I love being a mom. I'm a wife. I love being a wife, but I'm also a woman. I want to feel like I, I can be all those things and authentically myself, but who am I? Right. So mm -hmm. it sounds like, so what was your journey? Tell me about your own grounded awakening that brought you to this place of human design. Yeah. So as you were mentioning, uh, we moved to London with my son. Um, he's three years old now. But he was three months at the time. So it was still very new to being a mom. And then here I was in a new country, no friends or family around, like just learning to be a mom. And so I was really isolated and I really struggled. And like, I don't think I particularly suffer from um, postpartum depression, but I feel that I was like this close. Mm -hmm. um, and the only reason why I didn't think that I, I fell into depression is because I had certain tools to keep me going. Yeah. And as someone who has dealt with depression before, I kind of knew what the signs were. So I was able to like, pay attention and, and kind of like take care of myself as much as I could at the time. Um, but I can see why so many people can, can struggle with it. Yeah. Um, and still the feeling of being alone, isolated, kind of like, I felt like I dissolved completely. Like it wasn't even like an entity anymore. I was just kind of like there to like support yeah. someone else's life, but it wasn't like an, a, a, an, an individual anymore like it wasn't myself anymore so yeah. uh, I really struggled with that and um, it wasn't until I found human design later on that I was able to make sense of a lot of it a lot of what I went through and a lot like put some language um, mm -hmm. around like the things that I was feeling mm -hmm. and also connect back with myself mm. and on top of everything um, by getting to know the system a little bit more, I was able to understand my husband a bit more, understand my son a bit more. So, so it it had all these. Um, it had a huge impact in my life because it I was able to to one understand myself better, two understand those around me better, three decondition and kind of like get rid of a lot of um, negative beliefs I had about myself. Um, right and the role that I'm here to play on air. Um, mm. So it was a huge awakening for me. Yeah. Um, and as you mentioned, the more I knew, the more fascinated I became, the more I wanted to learn. And I just decided to to dive deep in. And that's actually part of who I am, like having that those things that really call me and being able to dive deep into them. That's, that's part of what I'm supposed to be doing. So it all felt very reaffirming. Um, and yeah, and so three years later, here I am. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, so you said, so the 
the fact that you wanted to dive deep and once you connect to something, you're kind of all in. That's part of your human design is what yeah. you're saying. And it's interesting because when I, I have this book that was, it's actually a, an interesting book and I bought it a while ago. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. For those of you listening that are interested, it's called um, Human Design, Discover the Person You Were Born to Be. It's by Cheaton Parkin. Parkin. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, it's, you know, it kind of walks you through because even when you're talking to somebody and you have this human design or if anybody's had, to me, it's similar to astrology in that it takes your birthday, your time of birth, your place of birth and creates this um, chart. So it's kind of like your astrological chart, but this goes even deeper. And one of the things that when I was reading a little bit about it, it kind of reminds me of the, I'm a Reiki master, so the chakra energy system reminds me of that. It also reminds me a little bit of, because I teach a course called um, Holistic and Complementary Approaches to Health and Healing, we were just covering the acupuncture points and meridian points, and it sort of reminds me of all the different channels and the meridians. So there are so many different layers to this. And when I was reading about it, it was saying, the, the nine jewels, when it was talking about the nine jewels or the nine, um, uh, is it energy centers? Um, yes. Yeah. And, and how it's the, the so if, actually, I'm not going to, you're going to explain it better than I will, but can you explain what is the human design energy blueprint? What, what does it tell you? Of course. So the book that uh, Jennifer just referred us to is a book that I always recommend for anyone who wants to get started with human design because it's very basic and very approachable. Um, there's, there's tons of stuff out there, but that particular one I recommend to everyone uh, who's just getting started. Um, going back to your second question and what you were saying about um, how you see human design, human design is actually a combination of multiple systems. Mm-hmm. So one of them is the zodiac. Um, we also have the chakra system, which you were talking about, like how similar it is. You're right. Yeah. It's it's derived, derived for, from that. But in human design, we have nine energy centers, which kind of work similar to the chakras. But in, in the traditional Hindu chakra system, there's only seven. Mm-hmm. Um, you were talking about the meridians similar to the channel, to the channels. That's uh, actually from the Kabbalah, the tree of life. So mm-hmm. the, those, those links between the energy systems are the, what we call channels. Um, and that's where they come from. Mm-hmm. And it also has, um, uh, it also takes into account the itching. Um, so that's where the gates come into play. So okay. each one of the, of the exagrams from the itching corresponds to each uh, a gate. So the itching has 64 hexagrams um human design has 64 gates and they correspond um to one another um so yeah you're right on you hit the nail right on the head when you were saying that it reminds you of the systems because it's actually based on that um so it's an integrative system yeah yes exactly and because it's an integration of all of these different systems you can see how a very um detailed it can be because it goes beyond just the 12 signs um in the zodiac now we're talking about like instead of having 12 signs we're talking about 64 gates so it's a little more granular yeah. um 
And um, with the combination of all these things, we get a very detailed view of how our energy is supposed to work, how the energy we like our energetic blueprint um, actually works within us and how we are supposed to use that that energy to our advantage. Okay. Um, yeah, so that's Can you give an example? You can use me if you want. Um, I think you did um, my chart or you can use I yourself. I do have your chart. Give yeah. me I'll just I'll just pull it up here. Yeah, just to kind of for so the listeners can kind of understand what it means. And if I understand, there's no one one person's human design is completely unique. It's not exactly the same yes. as somebody else's. So even though you're born at the same time in the same day, because of the location that you're born, you know, but Here's my question. This might be weird, but if somebody's born on the same day in the same place at the same time, do they have the same chart? Do they have the yes, same and I get this question a lot. And yeah. I mean, twins, for example, right? Okay. Uh, people, I, I mean, they, they'll probably be born like one or two minutes right. apart, but you can still get um, like a pretty similar chart. Um, and the thing is, um, we need to remember that we have, we still have free will, right? Yes. Um, yes. So for that reason, we still get to externalize mm -hmm. a lot of these aspects of ourselves in different ways. Mm -hmm. And the the system, human design, is also based on, um, it's a binary system, like the yin and the yang. Mm -hmm. So everything has a like a like a high expression and a low expression mm -hmm. and it really is kind of like up to us and our awareness and how we manage to to understand ourselves in mm -hmm. how that expression comes okay if, if that makes sense so yeah so for well, example it's like stress it's very much like your stress response mm -hmm. is based on your expression or your perception of what's happening and then your response to it which mm -hmm. is everybody's experience kind of dictates or can shape how you respond to stress so yeah that that's what yeah. it or like. or someone with a talent for i don't know mathematics like there are so many ways in which that that particular talent can be used right 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 um so so that's where like our own unique path and wants and desires and free will at the end of the day it's got like a, a factor here that comes into right. play okay okay and that's why I like human design because it's not deterministic it's right. not like oh you were born to be an accountant it's right. more like okay, here's like your talents, here is who you are, and then you get to be whatever you are, you want. Right. right. How do you want to, how do you want to leave out your design? Um, right. Which is, I think it's kind of magical. So it's not necessarily, this is what I love about it too. It does not, it's not necessarily putting you in a box and giving you a label. It's yeah. just giving you a blueprint for how to live your best life. However it is mm -hmm. you want to choose to live it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And and further to that, the, the system itself, Ra Uruhu, who who channeled this um, information, he he's he's very open about it. And he's like, listen, like this is an experiment. Like take what you what you get, what you want from it and leave the rest. Mm -hmm. And and see how, how see how it works in your life. Like this isn't dogma. And mm -hmm. 
if at any point in time you feel disempowered or you feel like an element of, of human design doesn't resonate, yeah. like just let let it go and and focus on what helps. Yes, and, and that's kind of the whole point of the system. Yeah, yeah. So, um, can you take us through kind of a blueprint that you would uh, have for somebody and how it maybe? Yeah. Sure. Uh, is there any way to share screens here or no? No. Okay. Well, I can I can chat about your design, but okay. um, so you are a sacral generator with a one three profile. Yeah. Correct. Yes. Um, and so you have a lot of, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. Just um, so it's sacred. So the generator is the, the I'll, energy system. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, I'll break through. it down. I do I'll know that it. I'm a generator. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So generator is the energy type and it's kind of like, um, the basic level of how we categorize each um each chart mm -hmm. but beyond that there are different aspects that come into okay. play so being a generator there um means that you're here to um do the things that you enjoy mm -hmm. and in doing so you generate energy as a name for those around you because not everyone has that capacity to generate okay. that energy so in doing those things that you love, you actually help support those around you. Mm, um, okay. So that's why um, Ra used to say that he really he was really jealous of generators because in his mind or the the way he saw it, um, we kind of get to like just chill and kind of like enjoy the right, just focus our joy. And then the universe kind of brings us things to 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 respond to because as a generator, your strategy is to respond. Right. So you are meant to go through life, kind of like going, okay, do I want to do this? Do I want to do that? And just following your God and what's calling you. Um, and we had a bit of a conversation about this before about like what brings you joy and like seeing that reaction, that glow that comes to someone's face when they're talking about the things that they really love. Mm -hmm. And that's all generators are supposed to do, just focus on those things. Mm -hmm. uh, because the idea is that if we all focus on our own gifts and our joy, then it's a win for everyone. Mm -hmm. right? mm -hmm. um, because let's say you, you, you love photography and someone else loves I don't know, law. So like everyone, if everyone just gets to, to do the things that they love, mm -hmm. um, use everyone, like the collective benefits from it. Mm -hmm. um, go ahead. I was just going to ask, so what happens? Cause obviously I can hear people in the audience, you know, the listeners kind of going, okay, great. It's great to do things that you love, but when you have to bring in money and you need to have a job and do certain things that maybe you're doing things that, aren't as joyful. Mm -hmm. um, what about that? As far as like, maybe how can, um, 
you know, in, in business and stuff, there are certainly things that I have to do that I don't necessarily love that doesn't light me up. But I guess for me, I've realized that I need to put more of the things that bring me joy into what I'm doing like this. I love having conversations with people. I love talking about things. I love kind of sharing experiences with people. So that's, you know, that's where I'm bringing joy. And when I think you and I were talking, I was playing with my teas and I was making my teas. That brings me joy. And that's when you and said- you were glowing. <laughs> and I'm like, I bet you're a generator. Because I can see it all over your face. Right, right. You're exactly. glowing. So I guess what um, what advice, like if, if somebody is, um, like why is that important to know that you're a generator and that you need to do things that bring you joy and that's how- you know, the energy flows. Why is that important for somebody to know in their life for them to be well and balanced? So in the case of generators, we were talking about like having to do things that we don't like. Yeah. And fair enough, we all have to do some of those things. Yeah. Um, but those are clues too as to where you're supposed to be putting your energy into. Um, so the idea behind like, human design is at the end of the day, you should try to build a life around the things that you love. Mm -hmm. So say you have a lot, a job that you absolutely hate and you're a generator and it's just mm -hmm. draining you. And I, and I get how it feels because I've been there. Yeah. So just when I was a hospital administrator. <laughs> all the energy out of it. Yes. This. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and the advice here is to find little pockets of time yeah. to put into the things that you love. Yes. Just doing that will kind of like re-energize you and mm -hmm. will also magnetize you to bring the things that you love, like to bring more opportunities so mm -hmm. you can focus even more of your energy and your time into those things. Mm -hmm. um, so for example, say you love dancing. So you take a little class and mm -hmm. then eventually you want to become a dance teacher and then mm -hmm then you can start generating a revenue right. that way. Okay. And so that's how like these little things really build into like, okay, you get, because that's the whole point. You do get mm -hmm. to live a life full of joy and we all deserve to be supported in every possible way, including financially um, yeah. when we do the things that we love. Right. Um, so that's kind of like how that could play out. Yeah. And um, it's interesting because I also had a human design tell me that I am also a creator. I think they said I was like a creative or, or basically it was, talk yeah, I was talking about how when um, my kids will come to me and I'll, I'll see that there's an issue. I'll see that there's a problem and I know how to fix it. I can, I can see problems and I can kind of figure out a way to fix it. But what she said to me that really resonated in my life was I have to wait for the invitation. I have to, instead of jumping in because I see the problem and I know how to fix it, I have to wait until my kids or clients or somebody comes to me and invites me to offer my solutions or my advice. And that really resonated with me. That was really something that went, oh, so because when we're trying to kind of put on other people, mm -hmm. this is what you should do or offer advice or fix problems that somebody's not looking for that solution. They want to do it themselves or they're not even seeing that there's a problem. Mm -hmm. That's where you kind of get that pushback and that resistance. 
So that's mm -hmm. why it's not easeful sometimes for me when I'm trying mm -hmm. to impart my knowledge on my children and they don't want to hear it. Right. But it's mm -hmm. when, and I, I've seen that in my own life. Now my oldest who's 22 will come to me and say, Hey, can I just run something by you? Can I ask your advice on this? And there's the invitation. And then he's mm -hmm. receptive. Whereas when he was younger, if I observed something and tried to tell him, this is what you should do, or you're doing X, Y, Z, and that's why you're having trouble. So you need to do it this way. Um, it wasn't received as well. So that was a, an aha moment for me when that was said. So, yeah. yeah. So what does that mean? A couple of things. So I can see on your chart, you have an open head and ashna. So when that happens, we tend to, um, we become kind of like a bit of like mind readers. We mm -hmm. can see what other people, what, what others are thinking. Mm -hmm. um, and, we jump into trying to answer the questions and fix the problems for them. Yep. Um, and so we need to bring our, our awareness into play and, and take a step back and think, is this a problem I need to be solving? Mm -hmm. Because if it's not, it's just a waste of your energy. And as you say, it probably won't be well received. Right. Um, if you try to fix it for someone else. Right. Um, also a lot of the things that you, you're mentioning, um, it sounds like, a, for like a projector, which is a, like a different energy type from generator. Um, mm -hmm. but, um, but you still, as a generator, you, you're still meant to wait to respond. Mm -hmm. So, so when it comes to, um, interacting with the world, you need to, the, you, you need to be given something to respond to. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's why it's probably useful for you to wait until they come to you and ask you, and then you have something to respond to. If you mm -hmm. just start talking, the, the, you're not responding to anything, you're just kind of like initiating, and mm -hmm. that may not be very well received mm -hmm. sometimes. Yeah. Well, it's funny because I had to give, in my class I was away, and I had to give a Zoom conversation. Like I had to teach via Zoom, and I thought, wow, I really don't like this because I don't have the energy and the interaction that I need that kind of keeps me going. But then I can see them and I'm responding to faces. I'm responding to, and when I got on the, the call, all the screens were, no videos were on. And I immediately said, I need, I need everybody's videos up and on because I need, I need to respond to the reactions, right? I need to respond to the faces. Yeah. So that makes sense. I'm um, the same way. I, I am a generator as well. And so, for example, me having these conversations or jumping on lives where it's like chatting, it comes so natural. Mm -hmm. But when it's just me talking in front of a camera, I'm like, what yep. do I say now? And yep. and I have a few other things on, on my chart that kind of like make it like a little bit more challenging for me to do that. And, mm -hmm. and that's something I've learned to like, honor and understand about myself as opposed to trying to like uh, be negative about it. Right. Um, because as a generator, I am, I do a lot better with, with conversations and chatting and, and these mm -hmm. are like, or, or eyes designed to do, to have that kind of interaction. Right. Um, so, yeah. So for example, podcasts, and like, it's probably one of the reasons why you created this one mm -hmm. is something that comes really natural to you because conversations and the and the back and forth um, are are important. Well, it's interesting because 
as I was getting caught up in sort of some of the business aspects of my of my work, mm-hmm. I realized that I like to create things. I like to have conversations with people. And as much as I like the healing aspect of what I do, I wasn't finding as much joy in the one-on-one with people mm-hmm. when they were coming to me. And I realized that I really enjoyed the one-to-many, like talking to big groups and having that interaction, but not just the interaction with me, seeing the interaction with others mm-hmm. as well. So. I really kind of sat down and I thought, well, the things that are easeful for me mm-hmm. are the podcasts that I do when I'm a guest on the mm-hmm. podcast, are the conversations that I have, are the talks that I give, um, you know, the, the, the marketing piece and the, the kind of the more behind the scenes business stuff is not easeful for me. It's not mm-hmm. joyful for me. So mm-hmm. I realized, you know what, I need to do more of these kinds of things. And I started this podcast because I thought, I love having these conversations. This is what brings me joy. So I'm going to have more of this. And then if if it turns into clients coming to me for me to do speaking engagements or people coming to me for my courses or my workshops and my retreats, awesome. But this is really what kind of the conversation is what really brings me joy. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, do more of that. So that was one of my questions is, how can understanding your human design help you with your identity, your purpose, and sort of create a life that's more easeful for you? So I, before I answer that question, I wanted yeah. to ask you, since you made those decisions, how has everything been flowing for you? Much better. Much better. Yeah. I mean, everything, again, I sort of... I've, I've found that where I used to wake up with my to-do list, I now sit and I ask, okay, what does my soul want to do today? What does my soul require of me today? Um, and I'll be honest, I happen to have the freedom in my life to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. I, you know, my husband has, you know, makes a great living and, you know, he's, I don't have to provide the, the um, income to support my family. So I, I want to just full disclosure there say that, yeah, it's nice having that freedom to be able to do that. Um, but I've also been deep in the weeds and in the thick of things with my, with my kids and my um, kind of being the, de- the, the decision maker of our family and being the one that holds everything together. Um, so um, I, I know what it's like to have the pressures. I know what it's like to, to feel like you don't have enough time in the day. So but I've also realized that when I do take those pauses and I take the moments to connect to myself and to connect to what it is that I need in the moment, um, it just helps me be more productive during my day. It helps me find more moments of joy. It helps me be more present in my life. Going back to what you were asking about how is human design supposed to help you? Yeah. Um, the reality is every time I share, um, Every time I have a reading with a client, what happens is they just feel empowered yes. to do the things they already knew. Mm. They, they, it's it's just like all I'm at the end of the day, all I'm providing is kind of like affirmation, reassurance. Yes. Yes. Because these are things that we know deep down they're true and correct for us. Yes. But it's through society, it's through family, it's through growing up in in a certain culture that we kind of like um, get, we call it conditioning. Uh, We essentially become less of ourselves Mm 
mm-hmm. to kind of fit the mold that we are yeah. told we're supposed to fit. The societal um, expectations, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the more we um, honor our authentic selves, the more we're going to uh, feel in alignment and mm-hmm. bring all the things we actually want um, out yeah. of life. Um, that's why he was asking you, how have things been going yeah. for you since you started following that? Yeah. Uh, because it really has a huge um, impact on, yeah. on people's lives. Um, and I'll say when I find joy and I find um, that I'm happier, I see the ripple effect in my kids because when I'm happier, I'm less reactive to my kids. And I'm also showing my kids to like, I have a, my oldest son is graduating college. And the one thing that I say to him is, you know, go into these jobs. Things changed for him. Um, what he thought he was going to be doing is, is uh, his path changed a little bit. And I've, I've said to him, go into these jobs and find these jobs or, 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 it almost like you're trying on different outfits to think, okay, what fits, what feels right? What do I enjoy? What do I not enjoy? Not going into something thinking this is going to be my life. And this is, it's more of an experiment to figure out, okay, what, how does this resonate? And it really needs it. And I stress to him and to all my kids, you have to find joy in what you're doing. You have to enjoy what you're doing. And when it's hard, is it hard because it's not in alignment with who you're supposed to be? Or is it like I think about in healthcare right now, my husband's a surgeon, I was a nurse. A lot of times you might find joy in helping people, but the environment that you're in creates this disease because there's something not in alignment with what you need and what you believe to be true. That's what to me, the grounded awakening is all about. It's finding sort of, you have this knowledge, you have this, this, um, foundation, but then finding that spiritual connection and that higher connection to what it is that you need to thrive and, and how can you be in alignment with what you need? So yeah, that's to me what human design. And when you said um, it's when you're telling people something that they kind of already know, it reminds me of when I do readings for people. I'm not, a lot of people have a lot of fear about, oh, what are you going to tell me? I'm never going to tell you anything that you don't already know. Usually it just helps to bring clarity to something and to reframe it in a way that makes sense in the moment. So that sounds like human design. Yeah. For me, a lot of, um, a lot of comments I get is I, I, I can't like, I always knew that about me, Mm. but I never accept or I never allowed myself to accept it. Yeah. Um, so if you and I'll I'll give you like my own example. Growing up, I was a great student and I loved studying. So I was bullied essentially for being a nerd. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got to I got to a point like but eighth grade I call like stop caring, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I found my own group of friends that kind of like were supportive one another. They're still my friends yeah. to this day. And then call it 25 years later, I found about human design and it's in my chart that I'm someone who's supposed to really dive deep and really get a really strong foundation of every topic I'd like. Mm. Um, And that's like an essential part of 
me as a person and how I'm supposed to operate in the world so I can thrive. Mm. Mm-hmm. So building that strong foundation is essential for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you can only imagine how reaffirming having that knowledge of like, yeah, I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to like studying, like shoot me. <laughs> right. right. Uh, and not everyone's supposed to be like that, which is right. also okay. Yeah. Um, but um, it's just, um, it's just giving people language yeah. to, to understand, understand themselves and express themselves better yes. and express their need and wants a bit better. I love mm-hmm. that. I'm all about that. So mm-hmm. as we wrap up, is there a way, can you give us maybe your three to four tips or areas that you think human design can help people in their life? Like why, why do you think, or tips that you can give for people to learn human design and then apply it to their life? Of course. So um, why you need human design? Um, because one, it will help you understand yourself better. Mm-hmm. It will help you get rid of a lot of limiting beliefs and really mm-hmm. get you to a place of freedom because you are free to be your true authentic self. Mm-hmm. It will help you understand those around you. And it will help you um being in alignment with uh, your true purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, okay, that's great. But how can you apply it in life? So if you think about it, if you combine those things, you can see how you can start thriving in every aspect of your life. If mm-hmm. you understand others, how are you not going to be able to thrive in your relationships with your kids, your partner, your friends, your family? Mm-hmm. Um, if you own your gifts, how are you not going to thrive in your in the workplace? Right. Because you know your talents and you know what you bring to the table. If you know how you're supposed to operate and, and move your energy, how are you not supposed uh, how are you not going to thrive um, like uh, living a life that you feel healthy and strong and and just magnetic and happy and yeah, just the universe universe is a good universe is we're not here to 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 struggle and and i hate that that um saying i've I've been thinking about it like no pain no gain yeah sure a lot of things that are worth their while like Mm -hmm. they require hard they require hard work Mm -hmm. but you don't need to struggle like life doesn't need to be a struggle right when you're finding so much resistance it's a clue that something's amiss that you need to correct the curse and, and the path and it's, it's actually clue the universe pushing back to literally tell you this isn't the way right. so so when you're finding so much resistance that's that's a clue to step back and and see where things are not aligning how can you correct these things how can you bring more joy into your life how can you maybe um uh delegate if possible or like to say no like especially generators have a hard, really hard time saying no um yeah we struggle with boundaries yeah. um so sometimes no can be a very powerful word mm-hmm. and and can make you very very magnetic because once you start telling 
people and the universe at large, this is what I'm gonna do and this isn't okay with me anymore, then you can really, you create space for for the things that you actually want to come mm. in, into your life. Right. So. Yeah, absolutely. This is awesome. Um, so if people want to connect with you and have you do a human design with them or um, uh, learn more or follow you, where can we send them? Of course. So I'm on Instagram on at I am Carolina Wickstrom. Um, I'm sure we can put it in the notes or something. Yeah, it'll be in the show notes, definitely. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you can find me there. Um, I'm always sharing um, information about human design and just reach out to me if you have any questions. If you're curious and you want to see your chart, you can get it for free. You can literally just Google human design and a bunch of sites will show up with, with um, and, and in all of them, you can create your chart for free. Um, you and then you can start, <laughs> exactly. So then you can start like kind of looking, okay, what does being a generator mean? Or what mm -hmm. does being a projector or manifester, like kind of like understanding pieces of that. Mm -hmm. But really, if you really want to understand in human design, we say that, that this, that the, what's saying the sum is more than the parts. Is, is greater than the parts, yeah. The exactly. sun than the parts, yeah. The sun, and that's the case for human design. So it's not that you're a generator and a one-three profile, and right. you have a sacral defense. Is how do all those elements combine? Right to give me the big picture. Yes, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's like the puzzle pieces. I love this. It's like each element is giving you a puzzle piece. You put it together, and then you can see the big picture of things. Exactly. And yeah. oftentimes, what I see with my clients, and it's so amazing because. Um, what I see is that how each piece supports the other. Yes. So it's like, clearly this is something you're meant to be doing because you also have this other aspect of your life that is supposed to be supporting this thing that you're supposed to be doing. Right. So, so to me, it's fascinating to see how all those different aspects come into play and how, like, I mean, I, I haven't had the first chart that's like, oh, I've seen this chart before. Mm. Uh, because they're so unique. But yeah. every time you see a chart, it's just so um, interesting to me because we all function different. Yeah. And, but it's it's always the theme of like, okay, these different aspects come together and support one another. Yeah. Um, so that's the really interesting part. Yeah. So if you're out there and you're trying to figure out how to have more ease and flow in your life, if you really want to understand what you need to thrive and to feel good and to feel purposeful and happy and um, and have your life be a little bit more easeful, then check out Human Design. You can connect with Carolina Wickstrom um, on I am Carolina Wickstrom on Instagram. And uh, if you're interested in learning more and you want to look at this book, I will put it on the show notes too, but it's called Human Design, Discover the Person You Were Born to Be by Cheetan, C-H-E-T-A-N, Parkin, P-A-R-K-Y-N. And it'll give you just kind of, but there's a lot, just play with it, have fun and start to open to the possibilities in your life while you put your feet on the ground, anchor yourself in that knowledge and open yourself up to possibilities and above. Be well, everyone. If you've enjoyed this podcast, like, subscribe, and give it a review at your favorite podcast platform. 
For more info on Jen, visit jenniferrentolo.com. That's Jennifer, W-R-E-N, Tolo, T-O-L-O.com. Thanks for listening.